Testing, testing. Testing, testing. Shalom. Shalom, mighty warriors. Shalom. Hi. Shalom. Thank you for doing this, Mina. Yeah, you bet. Yes. Thank you. So much fun. Shalom. 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 Happy Memorial Day. Yes, happy Memorial Day. You all are awesome. It's Memorial Day for those of you all that are in the United States and you're here. Well, so am I. So we're awesome together. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello. Let's see a couple other people coming on. So you know how I like to roll. So everybody mute your mics and I'm going to do some teaching and then we're going to open it up for question and answer. So I hope to have a, a good amount of question and answer time. I really want, I know I, it's not even, it's not even a, a want. <laughs> it is a no. I know you all will grow tremendously. So um, I have no doubt. Those of you all who will stick with me throughout this will uh, really just will really grow and and have the anointing of Yahweh on you. And we will be able to multiply in our ranks, which is really exciting. So, all right. 704. Ah, I always like to sniff some of my frankincense. Ah. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah, if any of you all have your essential oils, get started. Uh, let's see. Oh. Jama coming on. Where is Hello, Jama? How are you? Christina is just coming on. Let me send a uh, quick text message here. Okay, cool. Hi, Kathy, Laura. Oh, we got all the superstars on here tonight. Lisa, Elna, Claire, Ulysses, right on. Reese, yeah. Going? Tracy, Patty, Kathy, Brenda, Brenda and Melinda, Rachel, Shirley, Pam, Sue, Beverly. That's right, Christina, Cindy's coming on. Awesome, awesome. 
Awesome, Sherry Lee. Mm, that's a name that's a little I'm not too familiar. Mahan Mahan Raj. Hmm. Hi, are you new? Yeah, I'm uh, part of this group. Fantastic. How do you pronounce your is that first or last name? Uh, first name Mohan Raj. Oh, wonderful to have you on, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Dana, Diana, Kimberly, Cindy, Megan, Nancy, Sue. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, let's get started. Okay. I'll have to, I'll be letting people in throughout this. Who wants to learn from the throne of grace? Let's do that. <laughs> That's all learning from the Papa Daddy. Okay. One, two, three, step in. Woo. Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. We worship you. We glorify you and we magnify your name. We learn from you tonight from the throne of grace. From you, Ruach HaKodesh, Yeshua. As we learn tonight, seven spirits of Yahweh help us wisdom, understanding, and knowledge be by each and every one of us tonight. Open and expand our spirit man. Open and expand our soul, the mind, will, conscience consciousness and emotions that we may retain everything we are to retain that our minds may absorb the knowledge that you have for us to learn tonight Yahweh that our bodies will be opened to receive the anointing, your goodness, your, your outstanding presence for every good and perfect thing comes from the throne of grace, comes from you, Yahweh, where there is no shadow or turning. We celebrate you. We sit at your feet. We all learn, including me as the teacher tonight. We learn what you have for us to learn. And we love you and we glorify you. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. So I've been thinking about where I'm going to start in these series. I... Uh, usually have an idea of where I want to go, but also I let Rurakakadesh speak through me as we learn and grow together. I've always been a person that I like to learn and grow with the person, people that I am speaking to or person that I'm speaking to so that this will strengthen 
all of our spiritual walk. And so I'm very anxious after we're done with this teaching, after I'm done with this teaching, to hear from you, to hear where you are, so that you can also engage in what it means to be a son. Understanding the court system, the heavenly court system, and its attributes, its effect, not only on your life personally, but on the lives of those around you, which includes uh, those that you have given the authority to govern over in the kingdom, okay, from the kingdom to the kingdom of, of God. You know, if you look at my, listen to my other teaching, and I, I want you all, here's the thing. If you all are committed to doing this with me, you will learn and grow exponentially. After I do a teaching each week, I want you just to not just absorb what I'm teaching you. I want you to apply it on a daily basis. You can take this teaching, you can listen to it again, and then engage with it and apply it, okay? Hearing a little bit of noise, I don't think it's me. So it seems like somebody else may have their phone on off of mute. I can check really quick. Okay, looks like everybody is muted, good. Okay. So what I want you to do for you to really grow and expand, you've got to practice what I'm teaching you throughout the week. Now, can I get can I get a can I get a witness to that who's willing to do it? Now, I am not forcing anyone to do anything. This is of your own free will. But I'm teaching you a key as to how I was able to learn and how I grow, how I grew, how I grow. I am, I turn the intent of my heart onto something, focus on it, and absorb myself in it. So much so, okay, folks? So much so that it becomes a part of my DNA. I don't, I did not get to where I am today by listening to a teaching once, walking away from it saying, okay, that was really great. Now, does that make sense? I absorb it. I'm going to share with you right now a mystery of the kingdom. How to unlock mysteries in the kingdom. Focus the intent of your heart on a matter, on a thing that you're learning until it unlocks and opens up for you and becomes real. So what that means is, if you haven't gotten to the point where the thing, the mystery that you're engaging with has unlocked and opened up and become real to you, that means you haven't focused on it enough. The key is perseverance. The key is perseverance. Okay, now this is not for the weak, it's for the strong. And there's many people that are on Karina's calls on Friday night or on Wednesday. They got a lot of questions. They're like, I'm a beginner, or or you know, I don't understand this. And that's totally fine. But you don't have to stay there. You have to turn the intent of your heart to say, I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to learn what I need to learn to grow. So these are basic 
principles that I want you to set the intent of your heart upon, and I guarantee you, you will grow in your maturity, your spiritual maturity, you will grow. Does everybody get that? If you do, just give me a little wave. Perfect. I love this. Okay. So we're going to talk about tonight and we're going to go deep into what it means to be a Lord. Now you may ask yourself, well, what does that mean to the heavenly courts? It means everything to your growth and maturity in the heavenly courts. There are levels of spiritual authority. When you know who you are and what your level of, a spirit, of spiritual authority is, it then empowers you. It then empowers you to do what Yahweh has given you on your blueprint to do without question. You're not asking yourself, oh, well, do I have permission to do that? Do I have the authority? Can I do that? Should I do that? You will know what you're supposed to do because you know your spiritual level of authority. It has been confirmed to you through Hashalush HaKodesh, that is the Holy Trinity, what your spiritual level of authority is, and then you can walk in confidence in that spiritual level of authority. Most Christians, which I am designating as a different group than believers in the way, which is who we are. Everybody get it? We are believers in the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life, says Yeshua, as opposed to being Christians that were told, they were called that name and defined that name by a group of people, okay, back, who was it? Uh, was it, it was Constantine or before him? Who was that? Y'all, y'all, mean, the, the, when they start, or maybe it was, it might have been either, even before that, okay, before it's that. It's in the Bible. It's in the, it's in the New Testament. Yes, yes, yes. But that name, and, and let me tell you something too as well. Um, when you're reading through the Second Testament, I don't really call it the New Testament because I don't call the Old Testament the Old Testament because once you call it old, I believe it's irrelevant. I call it the First Testament and the Second Testament. That's how I define it because the First and Second Testaments are just as important together. When you're looking at the First and Second Testament, I like to go back as best as possible to the original. There is a lot in the English translation of the Bible that is not accurate. There were men that got together that framed the Bible out of the picture that they chose to frame it out of, which caused it to be what it is today. The Bible, First Testament was written in Hebrew. There's even some of the Second Testament that was originally written in Hebrew. Then it was written in Greek. The Hebrew and Greek was translated into Latin. From Latin, you get English. Now, Yahweh had a specific conversation with some friends of mine about those transla translation. Yeah, everybody hear the game telephone? Okay. So the further the translation got, all right, uh, the further the translation got, the more mixed the message got. So I want to encourage you to go back to the original, get the Hebrew, get the Semitic 
language, whatever it is that you can get that's closest to the original and then delve into the deeper mysteries. Okay, that's aside. All right, so Christians, believers in the way, as most Christians accept salvation of Yeshua, but that's all. Believers in the way say salvation is just the beginning. It's the starting point. Salvation is the gate that unlocks, opens up our ability to live a full life of victory, live out our blueprint, live out exactly what Yahweh has for us. Okay? So as believers in the way, we've got to get the right terminology because we want to fall under the proper government, the government of Yahweh. So one of the things you want to make sure that you're doing is as you're living out the embodiment of what it means to be a son, you are framing Yahweh's government by the words that you speak. Now, this is a very basic lesson. I'm not going to get into that tonight, but you are responsible for the words that you speak. So you can't step in from a Christian to a believer in the way and carry the Christian language, the Christian ideology, the Christian terminology over into the track or the journey of a believer in the way. Because you're, you're, you're incorporating mixed signals and you want to be a person that your words have effect so you want your words to have the effect of the kingdom of the government of Yahweh. He says the government shall be upon our shoulders. You as a son, soon to be a son, but you are a son, even though you don't have the authority to act in a son, son position yet, but you as a son have a responsibility to frame the world in words that reflect the government of Yahweh. And if you are not doing that, then you undo all of the learning that you are learning now. Does everybody understand that? So this is pivotal, very important, okay? All right, first and foremost, you need to know that you are a Lord, Lord Pam, <laughs> okay, <laughs> Lord Luann, okay, you need to know that you are a Lord, tonight is your night to step into that position as a Lord, is everybody ready? Okay, so after I'm done with this teaching, I'll ask you, well, what does it mean to be a Lord? We'll talk about that so it can fit more comfortable on you. Does that make sense? So you will wear it. You will wear that title as a Lord. You understand what it means to be a Lord. But first of all, I need your mental assent and agreement that you are a Lord and that now you will walk like a Lord. Now, one of the things I want to tell you is with every level of spiritual authority that you grow into, there is that level of responsibility. Does everybody understand that? 
It's no joke. <laughs> so the higher you go in your levels of spiritual authority, the more the doors open to you of the various different courts, the more you're responsible and you are under the eye of Yahweh, Yeshua, and Ruach HaKodesh, which means they can begin to correct things in your life if you're not doing the things that you should be doing. Everybody understand that? So, <laughs> this spiritual step, this spiritual level of authority is, I would have to say, the most significant, probably the most challenging that I've experienced thus far. <clears throat> and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> because becoming a Lord is all about surrender. <laughs> I see Reese is like, oh, <laughs> oh. I can always tell a difference if someone has walked this path or not. I know by the language that they speak. And I know by where their heart is. You will not be able to govern over anything. Let me put it this way. Super important in the kingdom of Yahweh. He will not entrust you with anything. If you have not surrendered your heart to him. It will not happen. Does everybody understand that? You can only go but so far. You will not be entrusted in the inner, innermost courts, uh, positions, chambers, if you have not surrendered, why? Yahweh does not want a bunch of his kids with a heart that's connected to him, ruling and reigning over anything. You know why? Because if it's out of their heart, they're going to be saying and doing things that don't reflect Yahweh's kingdom. Do you think he wants that to happen? No. No, okay? Your ability to move in your levels of spiritual authority are equally equated to your ability to surrender. You fight him on stuff, it takes you longer. <laughs> you want to grow in your spiritual level of authority? Don't fight him. Shut your mouth. You haven't gotten to the point yet where you can argue with him like Moshe. Uncle Ian talks about that all the time. I'm telling you practical steps that will get you to higher levels of spiritual authority. You mark my words. Okay? I had somebody ask me the other day, well, I know... Yahweh likes us. We're not automatons and he doesn't like yes children and, you know, yes men. I said, yeah, but he's not going to give you anything if he doesn't trust you. You haven't earned the ability 
to argue with him yet. Okay? You haven't earned it yet. Let me tell you something. Moses spent what? 80 years? How long was it? 40 years? For, well, 40 when he, you know, 40 years in the desert and then 40 years through the whole thing he was going through. Okay? Moshe spent a while with Yahweh before he got to the point where he could negotiate with him about who to kill, not to kill the children of Israel. I hope this is making sense, right? I am just speaking from my personal experience. Anybody here who's listening, you are free to disagree. Okay? You're free. You, can, you, you, you have your own walk with Yahweh, but I'm just giving you my personal experience. There's some things that I can say 100% sure. And here's the reason why I can say certain things 100% sure, because I, I've actually spent, I'm going on my second year spending in the heart of Yahweh, getting to know who he is. If you've read my book, I spent years getting to know who Ruach HaKodesh is. I spent years getting to know who Yeshua is, but hadn't spent that much time getting to know who Yahweh is until I started to grow. And on this journey specifically, Yahweh said, you know what? It's me and you, Nina. <laughs> Let's get to know who each other are. Now, granted, he already knows who I am. He's pulling me into a deeper relationship to get, to get awaken my soul as to who he is. All right. I, I want to do a teaching on the three-part being. One of these sessions, we'll do a teaching on the three-part being and what it means to engage in your, your three godhoodness so that you are become, so you can become more aware of what's operating inside of you, whether it's your spirit, soul, or body. That's important to knowing who you are, especially your spiritual level of authority. So Surrender is key. That's your takeaway. So you become a Lord. To become a Lord, first step is to say, I surrender. Spiritual level of authority. Lord, this is how I traversed. Lord, priest. King. Okay. Developing son. Mature son. Okay. Now I know that I am a king. Where I am between a developing son and a son, I don't, I have not received confirmation of that yet. But that comes from Yahweh, and Yahweh will tell me when my timing is. Does that make sense? So I operate in the position where I know I am right now until he confirms organically. It's naturally. He confirms, okay, you've moved. You literally, folks, will know you have moved from one spiritual level of authority to another. I hope you understand that. This is not something that's hard to grasp or you can't put your finger on. You actually will know. There are some people though out there 
that choose their own spiritual level of authority and think they're operating in something when they're not. Okay. For those kind of people, I don't, you never hear me going around telling people what I am and what my level of authority is. Do you? Do you ever hear me say that? I just operate in it. So sometimes though, people will say things that clearly tell me they don't know where they are in their spiritual level authority, or they'll, they'll say things or say they're doing things. And I know they're not where they think they are. I just know it. It's spiritual discernment. Um, for example, you can't expand. I, I, I'm just saying this. I don't see how someone can expand their spirit man over the galaxies. If they don't even know how to expand their spirit man over their home and they've seen the results of it. In other words, are you governing over your own house? What is, what is the, what is the atmosphere and the environment of your own home? Is, does chaos follow you? If chaos follows you, you don't know how to live and rest. You haven't learned how to live and rest, operate, expand over your home so that the environment of your home is a place of peace. I mean, people should be able to step into your house and feel the presence of Yahweh and know you should be aware of your mountain, which I want to talk to you about tonight, where your mountain is, is what's in your mountain and how you're governing from your mountain. And then if you are taking your mountain, if you have duplicated your mountain and if your mountain follows you wherever you go so that the environment around you shifts and changes so that you don't have to worry about uh, being affected by anyone else because your mountain is a shield. It's a cover over you. Are you walking in that? But yet you say you're expanding your spirit man over the galaxies. It makes no freaking sense. Right? So usually when I question someone about, do you know what your spiritual level authority is? I'm saying that because I'm really saying you don't know what it is. Now, I have encountered some folks who are in areas where they just got talked by Yahweh, they really don't know, and they'll come to me and they'll ask me questions, and I'll realize, hey, wow, Yahweh is really poured into this person, showing them some mysteries, but I can always tell because their language says something like this, you know what, I don't want to do anything out of order or that I don't have responsibility to do. Can you help me piece this together? I'm saying, ah, that sounds like someone that has a heart of Yahweh and understands how this process works. I spoke to someone the other day, had the, somebody had the nerve to joke about the fact that they, had, they were part of the Yassad. That makes no sense because the Yassad is Hashalush HaKodesh, the Trinity. You're going to sit there and rule and reign beside them? In the court of the Yassad? I don't think so. And if you do, I haven't heard people like Uncle Ian and other folks talk about it. And I know they're way farther ahead than this particular person. 
I mean, do you have you learned how to terraform yet? I haven't. Terraform means speaking and creating substance out of your mouth that formulates in the natural. I haven't done that yet. That's pretty amazing, right? So becoming a Lord is just knowing your place. So we talked about the levels of spiritual authority. Now let's go back to being a Lord. How do we step on, become Lords tonight? You're going to step on your mountain. So I'm going to take you through an engagement. If you already have mountains, that's fantastic. Step on it. And I want you to hear what Yeshua has to tell you about your becoming a Lord. Now, what I said was, Lord, first and foremost, before you begin to rule and reign as a Lord, you actually must step on your mountain, look at your seat, get a good look at your seat, and then tell Yeshua, I surrender, and I allow you to sit on my seat. Teach me how to become a Lord. That should be your quest, Yeshua, every day. Teach me how to become a, a Lord. What should I be doing today? Engaging in the presence of Yeshua, Yahweh and Ruach HaKodesh. The Bible says Yeshua is what? Lord of Lords. He is what? King of, well, who was who he lords over? Lord over us, lords. He is king over us. As, as kings, he's a priest over us. As priests, he teaches us. Does everybody understand that? So he teaches us how to be lords, priests, and kings. Now, you also have, this is so exciting, you also have the seven spirits of Yahweh. They are there to teach you how to become a Lord. And you have your governors. I, I met my governors in the court of the upright. The governors that I have are specifically assigned to my scroll. I engage with them in my mountain or the court of upright or wherever else I encounter them in the kingdom. But I specifically have a table in my mountain where I engage the seven spirits of Yahweh and my governors, and I get advice from them. As a Lord, I understand you're learning in this process, and you have me and Karina and those around us to ask questions to, but I want you to understand that everything you need to know about the kingdom, you have access to by yourself without having to ask us. This is why this teaching that I'm doing is for a limited time. It is not for me to be your permanent teacher. Because you will be learning from the seven spirits. You will be learning from your governors. You will be learning from none other than Hashilush HaKodesh, yourself. Okay? I am here to help, to come alongside you, to help empower you 
so that at the end of these eight weeks, you all can be speaking to those that you know and teaching them what you've experienced and what you've learned. Does that make sense? Okay. So it's not like we don't like to answer questions. We love it. I love to do that. It's that I'm doing it for the purposes of empowering you so that you can walk this journey yourself and go into the deeper mysteries that Yahweh has for you as you grow in your level of spiritual authority. So as a Lord, you must first take your mountain in the kingdom realm, step into your mountain, acknowledge your mountain, know what your mountain is, step on to your mountain, see your seat, step aside to the side of your seat and say, Yeshua, I surrender this seat to you that you may show me how to be a Lord. Now, here's the way I did it because I did this for many years, folks. And especially on this journey, I didn't just jump into the courts. You've heard me say this before because I'm an attorney in the natural saying, oh, I understand this. I get this. Let me do this. <laughs> no, I said, let me sit my behind down. Let me just step aside and let Yeshua teach me some things. Okay. All right. Humility. It's not always about being right. Humility. Now. It's not just surrendering and saying, all right, I surrender. It's applying it in your daily life. How do you apply surrender in your daily life? You should be asking Yeshua for everything. Imagine yourself as a little baby having to depend upon your parents for everything. Get back to that position. Because let me tell you something. If you haven't done it, you need to because you need to learn the ways of Yahweh. To learn the ways of Yahweh, that means you must consult with Yahweh, Yeshua or Ruach HaKodesh, in everything you do. Which means understanding and hearing their voice, engaging in the kingdom and seeing them, perceiving them, strengthening your sanctified imagination, all right? You can strengthen it and you can engage with Hashalish HaKodesh. You can hear them. You can fully surrender when you work on cleaning out the blemishes of your autosomes. Cleaning out the gates cleaning out those gates. All right, let's do a little recap. Step on your mountain, right? Look at your seat. Surrender your seat to the Yeshua. Ask him to teach you what it means to be a Lord. Because there's some folks that are getting their mountain, they're like, I don't know, how, what do I do next? It's because you haven't developed a relationship to go to Yeshua to say, today, what do you want me to do? That should be every day. Now, for some of you all, 
I don't know how much time you spend with Hashalu Shakotesh on a daily basis. But if you're spending 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and it's not going to cut it. Everybody get that? That's not enough. You must set aside time. Now, when I mean set aside time, I'm not talking about reading the word. I'm not talking about listening to teachings. I'm not even talking about re-listening to this. Does everybody get it? I'm talking about intimate engagement with Hashalush HaKodesh, no other interruptions. If you want to put on music that'll help you step into the kingdom, you can. But I mean, intimate connection with the heart of Hashalush HaKodesh. This is key, folks. So I'm going to ask you this question, and I want you to write it down or take note. How much time are you spending on a daily basis engaging with the heart of Hashalish HaKodesh? Because I'd like to hear from you. How much time are you spending on a daily basis? Some people can't even spend 10 minutes in like total just engagement. They got to be busy doing something, reading something, listening to something, seeing something, all right? I can tell you, I spend two hours every morning before I start my day. Not reading, not listening to teachings, but spending it at the throne or in my garden or wherever I choose to. Right now, I'm going to the chambers of Yahweh's heart. Remember I told you it's been about a year and a half now? I'm going to the chambers. I made my way to the bridal chamber. I'm waiting. I have such a thirst and love and desire for Yahweh. I'm waiting as long as it takes till he allows me to enter into the dark cloud. Okay. The dark cloud is where his personage is. Everywhere else in the kingdom, you're engaging his presence. You're engaging a manifestation of his presence, not his actual personage. You must go to him if you want to engage with his actual personage. If you don't understand that, you can ask me when I go in the question and answer time. Right? So... There were two options that I had that Yahweh said, you pick and choose. I was going to either engage in the prayer of ecstasy. Justin Abraham has an awesome teaching on that, which pulls me into the heart of Yahweh or engage in walking into the dark cloud, which Uncle Ian talks about. These are serious stuff, y'all. When you, if you choose to engage at this, at this deep level with a heart relational connection with Yahweh, you're going to go through some stuff. I don't know what it's going to be. And I'm not here to tell you what it's going to be. I can tell you what I went through. Because at the beginning of this year, after spending a whole year with Yahweh, I mean, I learned this from Mary, actually, because I didn't really understand what I was going through. I went through like 11 days of the dark night of the soul. I didn't even know what that meant. That was, for me, was extremely difficult but it showed me where my soul was in its maturity. 
I'll talk about that in another point. Okay. Um, so spending time, there, there's no way you can get around that. There's no fast track. I don't know of any person who's, who can get to a higher level of authority without spending time with Ashley Shakodash. I can always tell if a person spent time with them. I know the way they speak. I can, I can see it by the words that they say. Because the bottom line is Yahweh works out of a heart of love. It's not, it's not a uh, pretend type of kindness. It is a true heart of love that only time with Hashalush HaKodesh can give you. There is no other counterfeit will do. And you want to be a person that knows how to rule and reign from your mountain out of love, out of the heart of Yahweh. Shouldn't that be our desire? In fact, your desire, my desire to move in my level of authority, to move in your level of authority is because the higher you move in your level of authority, the closer your heart engages to the throne of Yahweh, where you get pulled in to more of his inner secrets because he trusts you and he trusts your heart. That is why I want to grow my level of authority, not so that I can rule and reign over people groups or evil beings or any other thing out there. Now, all that other stuff comes out of a love connection with the heart of Yahweh. This is why I tell you it's so important to surrender so that you can get to where you need to be. Don't fight it. Just say, okay, whatever, okay, whatever it is you want. Whatever it is, which means surrendering your hearts and your desires, which means as a Lord stepping on your mountain as a Lord and saying, instead of going to Yahweh for requests, I need you to do this. I need you to help out my sister. I need you to help out my, my sister. I need you to help this. I need you to do this. You know, heal me, do this, me, 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 or them, them, them. It means engaging and you're changing your language into Yahweh. Tell me more about you. What are you, what are you doing today? Can you give me a glimpse of an hour in human time as to what you're doing? Yahweh, what's on your heart today? Yeshua. Who are you going to engage with today? Yeshua, what do you have on your heart? And then being silent and waiting and listening. And some of you folks, you, don't, you may not hear yet or you may not see or perceive. That's okay. You stick with this until it unlocks. I told you the key as to what helps it to unlock. Perseverance. It will unlock. Mark my words. It will unlock 
the way it's supposed to for you. Just don't compare yourself with the way everybody sees and perceives and engages. Let it unlock the way Yahweh has meant for it to unlock for you. Okay? So that you can be the best son Yahweh has called for you to be. So the first step in maturing in your sonship is engaging the throne of grace, engaging the heart of Hashalish HaKodesh as a son from your mountain, one, uh, desiring to know what it is they want, what's on their heart. Make that a habit and put yourself and your desires aside. Then in the meantime, while we're engaging in that, and while you're engaging in that process, I want everyone right now, before I go on with my thought, everyone right now, I'm going to give you a moment. I want you to commit. I told you this is boot camp. I want you to commit to how much time you're going to spend getting to know Hashalush HaKodesh on a daily basis outside of your listening to teachings, your reading the word, reading deep mysteries, whatever it else you're doing, praying in a prayer group, ascending. It's not including the times you get on for Wednesday nights, Friday nights, Monday nights. Commit right now. I'm going to give you a moment. How much time are you going to spend? Everybody got it? If not, engage with that some more, okay? So now that we've gotten that, that's good. <laughs> so let's do uh, an activation. I call it an engagement exercise. Let's do an E and E. Let's step on our mountain. Let's claim our title as Lord. That means, well, I'll lead you through it. I'll just kind of speak by Ruach HaKodesh as to what that means. And then we'll talk about, through questions and answers, some of the things that you can do on a daily basis to engage in your lordship. Okay? Some of the da daily things you can do to engage in your lordship. All right? Okay. Everybody ready? We're going to step in. And I'm going to take, let's step into the throne of grace first, because people may not understand how, if I say step into your mountain, you may not even know where it is or whatever. So I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, some of y'all may not know where it is. Uh, so let's step into the throne of grace and we'll let Yeshua lead you to where your mountain is. Take notes if you need to, right? Okay, ready? We're going to step into the throne. One, two, three, step in. Glory, 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 glory. Awesome. Well, I just see Yahweh. He's just, he has the biggest grin on his face. He's so excited. He's like, look at my sons ready to move in their spiritual level of authority. This is awesome. This is amazing. All right, Yeshua is coming down from his throne. 
and he's walking to each one of you. Okay. Now, if you're, you, you can't imagine, don't worry, perceive it, connect with what you know. Okay. Some of you feel free, use your sanctified imagination. We're all at the throne of grace. Use your sanctified imagination. See Yeshua walking down towards you and he's taking your hand. He's leading you to your mountain. Now, I'm going to give him a moment, Yeshua. I want to give Yeshua a moment. I want to give Yeshua a moment to lead you to your mountain. As he leads you to your mountain, you can either take note or write down what you see as he's leading you to your mountain. We'll share it later. But for right now, take note, write down where he is leading you to your mountain. I'm going to give you a moment. As he's leading you to your mountain, now I want you to write down and take note, what does your mountain look like? You haven't, you haven't gotten on your, on your seat yet or near your seat, just observe the mountain. Look at your mountain. What does it look like? If any of you are having a difficulty seeing what your mountain looks like, Google it right now on your phone, on a computer, look at a picture of a mountain and use that in your mind as your mountain. It's okay, you can do that. You can use something in the natural to engage with something in the supernatural. So now I'm gonna give you a moment, observe, write down, what does your mountain look like? Do you see anything on your mountain and if so take note as to what you see i'll give you a moment Okay, so this is your first time seeing your mountain, seeing what it looks like. All right, now see your seat on your mountain. Everyone look and see your seat. Take note and observe or write down what does your seat look like. If you have, if you cannot see it right now, it's fine. You can look it up, Google what a throne looks like, okay? You can look it up, Google what the throne looks like, and that can be what your seat looks like. Observe your seat. 
and Yeshua right now is standing on the mountain next to you. Both of them are both, both of them, him and you, you're both looking at your seat. I can see him looking at you saying, hey, who's going to sit in the seat? <laughs> He's going to have this look like, is it me or you? <laughs> who's going to sit in the seat? Now have a conversation with Yeshua about your seat. Listen, hear what he has to say. Have a conversation with him. I'll give you a moment. Okay, I'm assuming Yeshua won in that conversation, right? <laughs> if not, you need to go back and revisit this until you are willing to totally surrender and give him that seat. Remember, that's, your, that's the biggest step. Once you acknowledge that and you surrender, I want you all to say, Yeshua, I give you my seat. Say it right now, Yeshua, I give you my seat. Sometimes I say Yeshua, sometimes I say Yeshua, because the Hebrew pronunciation is more like Yeshua, because Hebrew is a consonantal language. Yeshua, I give you my seat. Now, say, Yeshua, will you teach me how to become a Lord? And then listen to hear what Yeshiva says. Okay, take note what he's saying, what he's telling you. Okay, and now I just want you to say, Yeshua, I give you permission to teach me how to be a Lord. Teach me the words, the right words to say. to change my heart so that it reflects you. So that I only do what I see Yahweh doing. I only say what I hear Yahweh saying. And I function out of the heart of Yahweh in all the things that I do. Awesome, 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 awesome. Now I want you to just give Yeshua a hug and say, I love you. And say, I'll be back.
every day. <laughs> I'll be back every day. All right. I want you to step out of the kingdom back into, into your, into your place where you are. One, two, three, step out. Awesomeness, awesomeness. You are on your way to becoming a Lord, yay. So I'm gonna leave some time right now for questions and answers. I'll open it up. Whoever gets to the mic first, that's fine. Let's just be, try to be cognizant of trying not to speak over each other. And your responsibility, because I think we need to focus on this right now, um, your responsibility is to engage with this mountain, engage who, with who you are to becoming a Lord. Because I believe the next time what we're going to do is start working on what it means to be a Lord and functioning in the mobile court. That means cleaning out autosomes, cleaning, cleaning out the blemishes on the autosomes. In fact, right now, okay, that just came to me. Right now, what I want you all to do over the next week while you're engaging in, at your mountain, first of all, Oh, all these things are coming to my head. Slow down, slow down, Rural Kakadesh. Okay, so first of all, um, I, I, I need to show you how to build out your mountain. So what we'll do is the next session, we'll talk about how to build, begin to build out your mountain. We'll talk about what's in your mountain. We'll start to make rooms. Maybe some of you all will do that naturally between now and next week. I don't know, but that's fine. What I also want you to do is over the next week until we meet again, I want you to have a conversation with Yeshua. I'm going to make this a mountain conversation. Have a, have a conversation on the mountaintop. You know, like Yeshua did? You know, that was like he did. Do you know how he was able to know what was to take place in the future? He went up into the mountain to see Yahweh face to face, to see what was to happen the next day and came back down and then walked throughout that day. And one of the things for me that I realized was, okay, uh, Yahweh told me he wants my mornings. I like to do the evening, but he told me specifically the mornings. I think the reason why is because it really sets my day in place. So I engage with him and then I get about my day and go about my day with all the things. And, and, and many times he tells me things, what to do in the morning. And I get revelations and I understand how to then walk out my day. So for me, when I told you all to spend that time with, uh, with Hashalush HaKotesh, find out when is the best time he wants you to do that whether that's mornings, evenings, he knows your schedule, okay? You know your schedule, but remember I said, ask. Right now, you should be asking everything. Do not assume anything. Imagine yourself, you are at the baby stage. You're the baby stage, the baby stage, which means you can't live without them. Now, granted, we can't live without them anyways, but you really can't live without them without their advice. Oh my goodness, you all, I cannot stress this enough. Lord, I can't. I get so many questions. And I'm like, y'all know me. Have you, did you ask Rock HaKodesh? Did you ask Yeshua? Did you ask Yahweh before you decided to ask a bunch of other people? You must get into the habit of having that personal relationship. Yo. Yo, I did say yo. Yo, that's what empowers you. <laughs> the personal connection. Okay, so we're going to talk about 
well, building your mountain. We're gonna get we're gonna get you on that journey of building your mountain. And once I talk about that, y'all can run with that. But then we'll engage with autosomes, the blemishes on your autosomes. So for the next week, I want you all to engage, have a mountain, mountain, a mountain conversation every day with Yeshua as to what blemishes are on your autosomes and what you need to address in the mobile court. We're going to do some work. This is boot camp, folks. You're not just coming here just to, I know, and I know you all know this, but for those who are listening who are new, you're not just listening to this when you'll listen to the recording. You're not just listening to this to say, oh, this is nice. You will change. Who wants to change? I know I do. The Bible says from glory to glory, hallelujah. If you're not changing from glory to glory, guess what? You're not changing. <laughs> it's called stagnant Christianity, stagnant believers in the way, glory to glory. Okay. Um, so spend the next week, the next six, seven days, so we see each other again. Having mountain conversations. This is really cool. I think this. I think this is the term. It's starting to. I'm gonna say, did you have a conversation on the mountaintop? Your mountain. Okay. Now, somebody asked me a question. I'm gonna say that's a mountain conversation to have. Without me in it. <laughs> You and Hashalush Hakodesh. I think that's a mountain conversation to have. Okay. <laughs> that's really good. I think I love that. Um, then we're going to do some work on your blemishes. The honest zones. We're going to go to the court. I'm going to teach you how to utilize the mobile court. Great. Awesome. Questions. Just unmute yourself. Hi. I have a question. Yes. Oh. Who's first? I don't know. Yes, that sounds like Meg. Yeah, I just Go got a quick it. question. Um, uh, firstly, thank you so much for this. This is just amazing and I'm just astounded how much you guys are teaching us. But I also wanted to ask you, I must have missed something on their gates. I'm not sure about the gates. Is that a different conversation that we can have or? or yeah, you um, mean cleansing your gates? Yeah, I think I may have I may have missed some teaching perhaps on the gates. So well, I, I wasn't sure. Depth. I did not go in depth about cleansing the gates at all. Okay. So you're good. All right. We will so, chat about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I was just a bit confused. That was all. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. I will tell you. Well, I'll teach you how the gates connect with cleansing your autosomes. It's it's, it's you can yeah. it, it connects together. Now. Okay. Um. You can go to Anchor, our, our podcasts, if you really want to, okay, remember I said for you to really begin to move, you have to absorb yourself in it until it unlocks. We have mm -hmm. podcasts, God's wow, we have podcasts that will help you. You can go back, listen to the podcast about building your mountain, I actually have an engagement exercise E and E. That's about oh. 11 minutes. That will help you get on your mountain to engage. You can also go to the podcast, listen to the autosomes. You can 
go to the podcast um, and listen to anything that we're talking about. Meg, if you want to get started on the gates and you want to listen to, go to the podcast. We actually have, we talk about all the soul gates. Okay. Um, so that is free. It's at your, it's at your disposal. Expo, what is it? Disposal. Thank you. To listen to whenever you want and you can listen to them over and over again. Remember absorption, 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 until it unlocks. Literally one day it'll just, and you'll be like, Oh my goodness. I get it. <laughs> I get it. And that's when you can begin to function in it. And that's when you can begin to teach it after you have experience. Please don't teach anything just because you get it. <laughs> it was like, well, teach it out of experience. I'm telling you, you can learn what I've learned because we have learned it from some of the best, Uncle Ian and some of the others, but we, and Karina, but we teach out of experience. We don't teach out of knowledge. I can tell you my personal experience. Does that make sense? So on our podcast, we have our bench of three. We started off with Ruthie and myself. Then Mary has come on to some of our later podcasts because we didn't know it back then. Because we started these podcasts back in 2018. We first started on this journey. Um, and you'll, have, you'll hear our experiences. And our experiences are often different. Okay. All right. Next. Thank you. Yes. Sue, did you have something? There was someone else. Me. There was actually. I didn't. I didn't mean to do it at that point. Sorry. I'll come back in a minute. Okay. Sounds good. Kathy. Hi. Thank you Hi. for that. Yes. Um. So I got I got a lot out of this tonight. Thanks again. It's always good to go back to basics. So, um. MM, which is, no, MC, Mountain Conversation. I love acronyms. Okay, you got E and E, now you have MC. Got it. Um, so in, in my time, I'm going to um, engage in Mountain Conversation every day. I've been working on my blemishes. I'm going to continue that and my communion. Yep. And the Yodhe Vavhe. So you guys, if we do all that, your time's going to fly by. <laughs> it's going to be really enjoyous time to get in there, right? Yes. <laughs> you know, two hours goes to me, goes by like that. Yes. So. That's great. All right. Awesome. All right, cool. Jessica. Thanks. You there, sis? Hi. Go on, baby. Yeah, I'm um, I kind of have my question answered a little. What? Can you hear me? Yes. Uh oh. Can you hear I, me okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, when it comes to like the actual mountain, um, I guess I, it may be the mountain conversation I need to have with Yeshua. Um, but when you start to, when, I always kind of was kind of confused, like, is it an actual mountain? Because when I was engaging and I was seeing like water and then a mountain and yeah. it, it was kind of really kind of interesting. I was like, whoa. And then it like, I could almost see what I was hearing, if that makes sense of like the yes. plant of like a boom. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Like I was like, 
okay. And then it, and then it transformed into something else. But it, it's a, when you talk mountain, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a spiritual, it's a spiritual structure, which is more real than the natural mountain that you see here. Okay. Right? That makes sense. Everything that happens in the natural first starts in the supernatural realm. All right, supernatural. Supernatural means good or bad. You understand? Kingdom realm is Yahweh's realm. So that's why when you're dealing with people who want to deal with principalities and powers and you are not governing from your mountain and you're dealing it from with from the ground up by saying pray for this person pray for that person okay do this and and you're doing the whole church aid stuff you're not really having an effect as ascending to your mountain having a mountain conversation and from the kingdom realm then discussing with the heart of yahweh what should I do? That even means when it means praying for people. That especially means when it means praying for people. In other words, get out of the habit. Okay, one more time. You want to be a Christian or a believer in the way? If you want to be a believer in the way, when you see things happening, crises and things, okay? When you see these things happening, you do not do the natural thing, which is, all right, I'm just going to get on my knees and beg and plead Yahweh to do something. That is church age. Church age mentality. And you don't want to continue to work in that same way. I talk about in the book, a new way of intercessory prayer. You must learn a new way of gauging the heart of Yahweh. Do you want to be effective? Because that's what he that's what he's going. Soon I believe the other way won't even be as effective at all. And they're going to be wondering, are my prayers even getting anywhere? Well, no, because above you is the is the evil. We have allowed the evil realm to be above us, which prevents our prayers from below it getting anywhere. So you engage above it. Find out what the heart of Yahweh is. Sometimes that means the heart of Yahweh. Sometimes that means in certain circumstances, a person is to pass away. Sometimes we cling so much to wanting and what we see in the natural that we're not working out of the heart of Yahweh. I know this may be tough for some people to understand, but I'm speaking from my own experience and conversations that I've had with Yahweh, rising above it, living above it, Understanding the heart of Yahweh is sometimes a lot. Actually, the closer you get to Yahweh, the more confused you get. So now I have conversations with Yahweh, and I'm like, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> and I trust that it'll work its way out. I trust you so much that I know you're going to enlighten me when the time is right. And I need to utilize what you just told me. You'll say something in English, and it means totally different than what I thought. He is totally reframed and structured the way I think about things. So that when he says an English word, because English limits him, but when he says an English word, he really means something totally different. I, instead of now assuming what I think he means, I just wait until I can get a clue. 
wait until I get enlightened and just hang out in his heart, right? Okay, so yes, get that physical, it is a, it is a supernatural structure in the kingdom. All right. May I ask Yes. Anina, so, okay. Hey. So I've got two questions. Um, the first question, um, okay, I understand Yahweh, Baruch HaKadosh, and Yeshua. There was another name you used as well. I just want to know exactly um, who that applies to. Hashalush HaKadosh. Yes. Hashalush means Trinity. Okay, the Godhead. Okay. HaKodesh means holy. Kadosh, 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 HaKodesh, holy. Hashalush means Trinity. So that's what I'm talking you. about them together. Okay, then the, my second question is, okay, so I just want to know if this is normal. So when I got to my mountain, I, I changed a bit this time. And um, so when I got to the mountain, the, my, the seat was there, and I turned around, and I saw it, from the seat, I started seeing different constellations, different galaxies, all different galaxies. And then, like, Jesus started saying, like, okay, from here, from this throne, it's about different galaxies, but on earth, it's about um, nature, something to do with nature on earth to rule. So that, does that make sense? Yes. Okay, thank you. But I'll allow you to have an MC, a mountain conversation about that, to get deeper into that. Because <laughs> he's specifically speaking something to you. I can tell you, when I stand on my mountain, it's in the stars. It's what I see. I see all of creation from my mountain. I look down and see the earth. Does that make sense? For me, my mountain, that's where my mountain has always been. So it depends on where you are in terms of what your blueprint is, what Yahweh has for you. And all of us will have different places, different experiences. But it's all just as important wherever you are and wherever it is. And another question. Yes, can I ask a question? Yes, Deborah. Yes. And then I'll go to you, Laura. Okay. okay. You know, in that hour, or you, your case, two hours, but for us, we start with one hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we, what do we do? Do we kind of, do we in silent for an hour? Do we pray in tongues for some of it? Do we have music? Or is it just total silence? Like, how do you? Advice. Well, I would say total silence, but I think people may struggle with that. If you haven't practiced that, that comes through practice to be in total silence. And that also comes with what some of the things that you've cleaned out in your gates and in your body so that you're not hearing a bunch of noise appear. Okay. All right. That would be a struggle for some folks. So what I would say is, but I do want you to engage with the heart of Hashalosh HaKodesh on your mountain. So if you need to put music on or something like that, that'll help you step into that, that's fine. If you want to do communion, communion, folks, is really good to get started in your engagement because when you do communion, what it can do is uh, it just sets your heart and it helps to bring in that quiet, silent time, Deborah. You hear what I'm saying? Uh, but I'm, I, I think it's, Here's what I would say about speaking in tongues. I think it's okay, but I actually don't speak in tongues when I'm engaging with the heart of Yahweh because you're still speaking. 
I want you to learn how to just sit and absorb without having to participate in, a, in any way other than offering your body up as a sacrifice. Offering up your three-partness as a sacrifice. Can y'all hear me okay? I just had to turn that down a little bit. That makes sense, Deborah. Get to that place. I love it. Like how the monks or the mystics can just sit. Here, I'm teaching you all something that is a mystery. If you can learn how to engage in the realm like that, you will learn what it is to connect and all hell and chaos can be around you and inside you just whoosh. So would you add um, learning how to meditate with that as well to, to help with that? Well, that is. Okay. There, there is an art to meditation though, in terms of breathing and would you kind of go in, into yes, that? Yes. You want to do like Kathy was saying, do the names, Yorhe Vabhe. My, here's what I'm saying. Do what you need to do to get you into that inner connection, that inner space. You all, once you begin, once you develop this, it'll be your sweet spot. You'll know how to get to it very quickly. Something happens, chaos. What the adversary tries to do is to have you operate and make decisions out of chaos. That's when you go wrong. You're not making a decision out of a surrender. You're not waiting to listen to hear. You're just operating and reacting to circumstances around you. What we're teaching you is how to operate and react out of the heart of Yahweh. That takes practice. It doesn't happen overnight. There is a practice to it, but once you can get to it, and Rurak Kakadesh is telling me right now, once you can get to that, we can teach, begin to teach you your three-partness and how it learns to function stepping outside of yourself, spirit and soul, leaving your body behind and other things that Ruach HaKadosh has to teach you. But you must know who you are first and you must connect. Okay, before you learn the night watch and how that works and how you can engage in the night watch so that all the time you're connecting with the kingdom realm. It's not just when you're engaging in that hour or two hours. I'm going to tell you, once you hit that hour mark, Deborah, push past that because the hour mark is just like the beginning. <laughs> Hey, come on, soldiers. Four kids under four, under six. <laughs> huh? Oh, you got kids under six. Oh, that means you may need to do it when the kids are sleeping. Like now. You, you, know, you know their schedule, right? But remember, who do you have to ask? Mountain conversation. Yeah. When is the best time for me to do this? Everybody should be asking, uh, 
when is the best time for me to engage? I had to be obedient. Yahweh said, I want you to do it in the morning. Was I going to be disobedient? No. I do it in the morning. They'll tell you when you're supposed to do it. That's what I'm afraid of. Thank you, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Laura, it's called surrender, Deborah. Like Nina? Yes, Laura. Okay, it's not me. Laura, it's you. Me? Okay. Yes, you. <laughs> what is the difference between an autosome and a gate and which one should be cleansed first if they're different they are different your gates are your uh gates when we when i talk about gates i talk about the your soul i talk about your three-part being so you are a body soul and spirit they are body gates soul gates and spirit gates i'm going to mention some body gates that are very easy your nose your mouth, your ears, your eyes. Got it? Okay. These are body gates. These are things that allow things in and out. Same thing with your soul. So the question is, what's standing at your gates? We're going to go over that. We'll, I'll do kind of a focus on that. So then we can begin to clean our gates. The reason why I say our cleaning our gates is connected to the autosomes is because you, the most important gate that you need to make sure that that's unstuck and clean is your uh, heart gate, which is the gate where Yahweh is to enter. By your standing on your mountain, having mountain conversations, you're already beginning to open up that heart gate, okay? Which is the spirit gate, it was right, right in, in between, it's the love gate is what it is. Then your spirit gate, Various different things. I could talk to you about your spirit gate and about the various different things. I'm not going to get into that right now. I'm going to focus more on the soul gates because the spirit gates are things that you've probably begin to build up, build up. That's why speaking in tongues helps to build up your spirit gates and all that type of stuff. Okay. Um, Laura, you can go on our anchor podcasts and you can listen to our podcasts. Uh, somebody who's listened to anchor before, can you put in the chat box? where the anchor URL is and, and it'll, they'll take you through that. Um, so that do, we clean, do we clean the autosomes first? So you can do it in conjunction. So when I meant to finish my sentence and say, I always have Mary here coaching me. She's awesome. Is when you're dealing with your soul gates, that's when you're dealing with the issues more than likely that are affecting that are the blemishes on your autosomes, which is your DNA. The things that have sought because of the platform and your mixed seed that have sought to block your ability to engage with the kingdom realm and to engage with your blueprint and what Yahweh has for you. The whole issue is what is standing at your gate? Do you have familiar spirits at your gate? You will clean all that stuff up when you're dealing with the blemishes on your autosomes, but it's also good to check and see, is there anything else is at my gate? Like, is there, is there some kind of a record that's playing that was embedded in my DNA because of trauma or something to that effect? And so it's a, it works, the soul gates, working through your soul gates and working through the blemishes of your autosomes work hand in hand together. You're kind of working on both of them at the same time. The whole point of working on your soul gates 
is to mature your soul. So your soul's not a little baby, but your soul is now becoming an adult, becoming connected to your spirit. That's completely in line mm -hmm. with your spirit. And as we begin to deal with the soul gates, we'll talk about splitting soul and spirit. If you all haven't engaged in that process, you need to split your soul and spirit. I'm not going to go into a teaching right now. I'll talk about that at another time. We'll see when that's the right time to talk about that. Uh, who else? Did I answer your question, Laura? Yes. Thank you very much, Nina. Oh, awesome. Who's next? Uh, Nina, it's Megan here. Go ahead. Hey, sorry. Um, uh, I'm just wondering, uh, is it bad if we fall asleep during that time? Because I tend to, when I meditate, because I tend to be very busy, I tend to fall asleep. I want you to get into the habit of not falling asleep, <laughs> which means, Megan, if that means you have to start off with a smaller period of time when you know that you're cognizantly awake, I want you to be awake. Because when you learn how to deal, when you learn how to engage in the night watch, you'll have plenty of time to sleep. Your body will be sleeping, but your soul and spirit will be awake. I want you to learn first how to do it with your body awake. What that may mean is you may need to have some soul discipline. And I'm going to tell you something, Megan, everyone's busy, right? When Yahweh, you know, when he first told me he wanted me to spend two hours in the morning. It was when I was working full time. Now I work for myself. We've got a few businesses and I work a lot, almost more than what I was working before. But I was a professor at a law school, the law school I graduated from, running an administrator, head of a department. I had staff underneath me. I had a um, uh, over a $300,000 budget. And I had to be at work at a certain time and stay a certain time. And I was exhausted. Uh, it was a lot. He still told me I had to get up in the morning. I was getting up already at seven in the morning to get to work and be there by 830. That means I had to get up at five in the morning. Okay and engage with Yahweh. And you know what? I didn't care how sleepy I was. I said, I'm getting my behind up. If you're really serious about engaging, there's no sacrifice that you make that you will not be rewarded. That meant sometimes I was kind of delirious and sleepy, but I engaged with the heart of Yahweh throughout my day. And I learned how to discipline my soul. You know, you're sleepy. You ever heard of Uncle Ian talk about this when you're sleepy? It's because your soul is exhausted from their days. Your soul saying, I need to sleep. Now, I'm not saying people don't need to sleep. Please don't get me wrong. Ask Hashalush HaKodesh. But what I am telling you, Megan, is I would like to see you figure out a time where you are awake, not falling asleep, because then you're not consciously aware of what's going on. I want you to be consciously aware because Yahweh wants to speak to you consciously to engage in his heart if that means you've got to shorten it until you can maybe lengthen it a little bit more where you know that you're awake then do that the the secret is asking Ruach HaKodesh or Yeshua or Yahweh how is this going to work for me seriously you all how much time should I spend get specific learn how to be a lord how much time should I spend and when should I spend it? 
And if he tells you a time that you think is difficult, obey. Deborah. Sorry, <laughs> Nina, thank yes. you. I, I'm not wanting to use busyness as an excuse. But yeah. just it's the fact that um, my mind and my body is so busy all the time that yes. when I do relax, that automatically what happens is my body just goes to sleep because I've relaxed. So I think your point of it might need to be shorter periods of time might be useful just because um, it's just automatic. Like as soon as I sit down to read, I fall asleep. As soon as I sit down and just meditate for five minutes, I fall asleep like it's all the time. Can I like tell you probably why you're doing that, Megan? Yeah. Because throughout your day and your busyness, you're not working from rest. Yeah. That's probably a very good point. <laughs> so your busyness and what you're doing and you're striving within your day is out of your own strength, which is why you don't have enough time for Yahweh. You don't have enough strength for him because you're working out of your own strength. Your key, actually, now that I'm saying this, Ruach HaKadosh is giving to me, your key is to do this. So that in your engagement in this, you're learning how to rest. And when you work your day, your day is worked out of the heart of Yahweh in rest and not in busyness. Yeah, that's good. I'll and wait. you will have time. I've heard Ian teaching on the seat hmm? of rest. So. I've heard Ian teach on the seat of rest, so yes. I can engage on that more. Yep. So engaging in your mountain is helping to engage in your seat of rest. Brilliant. Brilliant. I'm yes. Sorry, I'm sorry. This is Dana. May I ask a question? Yes, Dana. And then I'll get to you, Reese. And uh, I think that, uh, Jerry had a question. Did you, Jerry, have one? Yes, I do. Uh, 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 let me get Jerry first, and then I'll get to you, Dana. I have two questions, and one of them was started on the group today, and that was regarding um, blood transfusions and and cleansing with because of the blood transfusions. Yes. What's your question? Does it need to be cleansed or what? The answer well, is yes. obviously it needs to be cleansed, mm -hmm. but, but you just rely, if you've had a four bag transfusion, you could, there could be multiple. Sure. Um, not every bag is, is from one person, right? So how do you know when and if that's done? Do you just count on that being done? Oh, that's such a good mountain question to ask. <laughs> Here's the reason why I say that. Because nobody knows what's in that blood better than Ruach HaKodesh. So the conversation okay. you would have on the mountain would be, what's the best way to address this in the mobile court to clean out the blemishes? You can take someone's blood because you may need it. A person can take someone's blood because they need it. That's fine. But that blood can be changed. Every blood can be changed by the blood of Yeshua. You just need wisdom as to what's the best way to go about it. For me, that hasn't happened to me. I don't have experience with it. But what I can tell you is, Ruach HaKadosh knows that blood. Yeshua knows that blood. And Yeshua can tell you exactly what you would need to do, how to address it. It could be something, I'm speculating when I say this. It could be something that you say is, all right, go to the mobile court and say, I'm addressing this blood of of this blood this transfusion that i have and any mixing and any blemishes on the autosomes that have come out of that i'm addressing it now but i don't know if that's the right way to address it i'm just suggesting that could be but i don't know so it, in that scenario it would be super important to have a mountain conversation 
get wisdom as to how to do it and then do it. As long as you know how to address it, you're good to go. You know how to go to the mobile court. You know how, you understand what I'm saying? And you can teach someone and yes. you can guide someone to that process, then you're good to go. Make sense? Thank you. Okay. Now, my second question is, if when, when you go to your mountain, if you're a person that God speaks to in symbols, and I've had a lot of symbols, lots of coin. Um, he's told me that I would find three dimes, and I found three dimes even in the deep snow. Just they showed up, and I knew in my heart I was going to find them, and I found them. Then he taught. Then he. I found a Sacagawea coin, and I'm Canadian, so Sacagawea coins are not a Canadian coin. Time I went to search, repeat, and I had to go and search who Sacagawea was because I'm Canadian. But how, will this teach me how to understand what that? Um, language is I know he's speaking to me but I haven't sorted out what that is yet okay that's a really good question and I'm speaking to everybody on this zoom meeting right now this is why it's really important to have that relationship because what I'm very careful of is trying to interpret for you Jerry what that means me because I'm not you but what I want to teach you how to do because it is a responsibility of a king to search out, right? So Yahweh is doing this. It's great. He loves to do this, folks. He loves to give you things where you don't know what the heck is going on because he's testing your heart to see, are you going to come to me and search me and talk to me? My, 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 what I would tell you, Jerry, is go to, this is a mountain conversation. You're all going to find this the theme here. It's a mountain conversation, and Yahweh will tell you, Plus, Jerry, everything that happens to us is according to what our blueprint is, what's written on our scroll. So it's not on my blueprint or scroll to, for Yahweh to speak to me through coins, but he may speak to me through another way. So this is also a key for you to say, have a mountain conversation, what's on my blueprint, what's on my scroll? You're speaking to me this way. There must be a reason why you're speaking to me this way. And so your then responsibility is, is to then search the heart of Yahweh, of Hashanah Shachodesh, as to why he communicates with you in this way, and then have Ruach HaKodesh lead you as to how you discover it. Remember, you've got a lot of people to help. you got just the seven spirits of Yahweh that can help you, Jerry, as to, hey, Yahweh just told me about these coins. I'm going to go to the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and have a conversation with the three of them about why he speaks to me this way. This is fun, you all. This is so much fun. And then when I guide you as to how to engage your governors, you all are gonna engage with your governors. If you haven't, if you don't know who they are, by the end of these eight weeks, you will know who they are, or at least you'll have an idea. You'll also have them go to them and ask them. So this is fun. So what I'm gonna tell you, Jerry, is go to your mountain. You do that this week and engage with Hashlush HaKodesh on your mountain. And just ask simple questions. Says, I love the way you're speaking to me. I want to know more and hear as to how you can then begin to. Because before I even got on this journey, Yahweh used to speak to me in dreams. He doesn't that much anymore because now we speak more face to face. He tells me things 
But before I got on this journey, he used to speak to me in more kind of cryptic ways because he knew I would be like, oh, I want to go search this out. I want to learn. I want to search this out. And I like to interpret my own dreams. I'm just like, I like to do that. I hope that helps. Yes, it does. Um, and I, I don't know why. Like the other day, he lit my face up with lightning. And I'm not joking. The lightning was so close. Amazing. It was, my, my grandkids said to me, Grandma, it looked like a flashlight was on your face. That's wonderful. Mountain conversation, engaging it. I want to get you all into the habit of engaging this way. You know why? Because there's going to be more mysteries to come. I hope you all know this is just the beginning, right? So I, I, I want to teach you how to engage in the mystery. So in the future, you'll know how to engage in the mystery. Jerry, this is just like a small bit that Yahweh's showing you of a whole bigger mysteries that he wants to show you. So let's learn how to engage in the mystery for ourselves. Okay. Um, Thank you. Dan Dana. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to take a moment to honor you. I remember when you said almost casually, I hope you can hear me. My phone I can. Okay. When you said almost casually, I'm committed to helping you in that process. And I went, okay, we'll see. And here you are. You committed and you meant it. Oh, I'm a, I'm a woman of my word. If I said anything and didn't back it up, I'd have to have a conversation with Yahweh about that. I know. I have about that. Sometimes I won't step up and say something because I will not say I will do what I will not do. <laughs> yes. oh, so uh, this is for anybody besides me that is going mountain. What do you mean mountain? You mean mountain? Well, I, I talked to the Lord like 10 years ago and I was crying about how other people get to go to heaven. Da, da, da. And he, he got this kind of I won't say annoyed because he's perfect, right? But he got this look on his face. get annoyed. <laughs> he said, he said um, where are you now? And I answered, I'm with you. And he goes, and where am I? And I said, oh, oh, heaven? <laughs> so I haven't seen my mountain, but I'm going to ask him because I'm always with him. And even in this, in your step, your EE, -E, um, I see him. And I see the throne and I see him and I'm like, mountain, what am I supposed to do about this mountain? And he says, just relax. <laughs> Chat. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so my practical question for you, Nina, is I heard you when you said autosomes were important. So I've, I've already done them all. Do, can I do go back and do them again? Or shall I ask the Lord, did you want, is there some more you wanted? me to know no, i think that's great if you've done them all that's fantastic what i would think is engaging some of the other things i've talked about like for example finding your mountain where it is um where you are and in, in relative to that mountain because seeing yourself on that seat is one step closer to understanding your priesthood understanding what it is to rule and reign as a king and understand how to govern many a time before i choose to or after i choose to legislate and govern i step after i legislate and i want to govern i step on my mountain and from my mountain which is my spiritual space of authority that i have built which is above me and i also have a mobile mountain that moves with me throughout wherever i go in the natural, everywhere, you understand? Um, it helps for you to understand who you are, your authority, and how you govern from it, like a king. It's very, it's a very important part of the process because the Bibles are 
is full. Everybody this week, investigate the Bible and what it says about mountains. Just look up mountains in the Bible. So you can get it, but that may be helpful for you too as well, Dana, to investigate mountains and, and then have a conversation with Yahweh at his throne of grace as to where your mountain sits. Now, your mountain can be multidimensional, just like you are. So I was talking to um, Ulysses is, my mountain sits above me, goes wherever I go in the atmosphere above me, but it also sits in the stars, in the cosmos. I thought your teaching on that and the presenting the course was brilliant. Okay. With the, the Ezekiel piece, it moves with me, that mobile cord. That is correct. So that, and, and that helps with confidence. This is how you apply it, okay? That helps with confidence in moving. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be scared to walk out of my house. My mountain and the whole angelic canopy is above me. It helps in realizing and understanding what you have at your disposal to assist you and to help you in the time of need. You're not feeling like this weak little person walking around here. No, I'm on my mountain. I have the angelic canopy above me, thousands, millions of angels and beings that I have. And it helps you to begin, it helps you to engage with the kingdom and have the kingdom everywhere you are. Okay, Yahweh, of course, you know, he's in, he's in the kingdom, but for your level of maturity to grow, he wants you to be comfortable with being in his kingdom without always having to be at his throne of grace, even though you're operating outside of his heart and who he is. So he's like, let's loosen those, those strings there. You can always, Dana, go into Yahweh and then from out of Yahweh, access your mountain and then begin to operate where you don't have to be at the throne of grace because you need to in the kingdom see yourself other places make sense yeah sure do sure do yeah okay. did somebody write in in the comments i'm not looking at the comments right now where you can get access to the teachings of god's wild eight podcast i really want to encourage you to listen to those they'll help you on this journey so where are we at at our time i do uh, um I do Discord. I'll be right with you. I do Discord on Monday nights. Um, I host, I'm a moderator for Uncle Ian's Discord group. Um, I moderate and then I'm, I'm over some of the moderators there. So I do it kind of a question and answer. It's open every Monday night at nine. So we're getting close to that. We got about 10 more minutes. So that's why I kind of wanted to do it an hour and a half, but I love your questions. So Let's do a few more questions. Um, yes, Reese. I, I did say I think Reese. Yes. Mountain. The, the explanation that you gave a few minutes ago, that helped me because for some reason I was thinking you were talking about the seven mountains of influence. And it's oh, actually wow. Here. That's such I a know. good point. I am not I, talking about that. I know. I know. Christians, <laughs> believers in the way. Folks, for clarity, thank you, Reese. I am yeah. not talking about the seven mountains of influence. That is man-made, church age, uh, kind of ecclesia stuff. No, I'm talking about your mountain. It's In your that. meeting place with God, like Moses. That is correct. Okay. So what if my mountain looked like a field? Is the field raised? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was flat. It, it was it was a harvested field 
Um, I think that's good. That could be where, um, he, okay, let me qualify this. I'm going to give you my opinion. Then you pass this. Then you have a field conversation. Mountain conversation. Mountain conversation. <laughs> <laughs> my thing is it could be that that's the beginning or maybe just the plateau of your mountain. Here's the reason why. Reese, look up in the Bible, all the Bible verses that talk about mountains. Listen, if you all have it to my E&E on mountains, I speak the Bible verses. It says Yahweh lives on his mountain, above the mountains. We are gods, Yahweh's, gods, baby gods, gods, little G. He wants us to be like him. He sits on a mountain. We rule on a mountain. So have a mountain conversation as to why you're seeing a field and if that's okay. And if he tells you that's okay, I'm not going to argue with you. Okay. Make sense? Makes sense. If he says, so, yeah. Second question is sanctified imagination. Mm -hmm. I, I see blank and black. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time controlling that. So when Jesus got up off of his throne and he was walking toward me and then taking me to, I didn't see any of that. That's okay. Will that come in time? Yes. So trigger or, that, trigger your sanctified imagination. Anybody who's that, had issues with the engagement, go to Google and get some things that will help trigger your imagination. Because when I saw the field, I didn't see him taking me there or any of the stuff in the middle. I just sensed it was there. So right. I, I'm more of a sensor yes. than a seer, but somehow That's the I, same. You're still perceiving. Okay. The more time you spend with Hashalish HaKodesh, the more clear, the more you clean out your gates, the more clear your ability to perceive and see is going to be. It's just a process for you. And the black goes away and the blank well, actually goes away. The, the, oh boy, I got like, a, okay, let me explain this really quick. Okay. Really quick, folks who are struggling with seeing, don't try to see like you see in the natural. That is not the way to see. If you're looking at the pictures and everything to be just as clear as you're looking at me, Reese, you're going about it the wrong way, okay? Because you were meant to see from the inside out, not the outside in. Learn how to see from the inside out with the eyes of your spirit. So when you're seeing black, that isn't a bad thing. And actually, the more mature you get, the more you'll be able to what we call is what Uncle Ian calls is fishing in the Hoshek, which is the black, which is the revelation of the mysteries of Yahweh. I have done that where a black screen has opened up because I was fine seeing black and just sat in it, fished with the hook of the shin, fished with the hook of the shin and sat there. I had the most powerful encounter doing that. I was fasting wow. at the time. Most powerful encounter because what opened up to me was something that was totally unexpected. And that's when I saw the being of precept, I met her for the first time. Precept, statutes, and laws. Precept is a being. I met her, and she took me into the heart of Yahweh. 
okay? So don't be too worried about the black. If okay. you want to trigger something, you want to see more, I say you can use something in the natural or just be comfortable in the black and saying, I'm just going to allow you to leave me. But engage with his heart. It will unlock for you however it's supposed to. And don't worry about not seeing like you see now. See from the eyes of your heart. Okay? okay. That's good. Hi, Nina. Can I, yes. can I share something? Yes, Ruth. Okay. I'm, I'm actually a student of Dr. O, Dr. Adunaya Obagnaya. I love him. Awesome. Okay, I, he, what he taught, how to go into, how, how I learned from him to enter into the throne room, the heavens, and from there you can go anywhere. So he, what he does is, of course, you have to start with the breathing meditation, releasing all your, shutting down all your subconscious mind, your thoughts and, and everything. So when you do, after doing that, you have to, I, what I do is I, I, um, I say the uh, I, I do the yacht hevahe at every corner, starting from east. Yeah. So I go up to the seventy-two dimension. Have you heard of the seventy-two dimension that he does? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So so I go up to the seventy-two dimension, which is yacht hevahe has got sixteen dimensions. Yacht hevahe has got uh, thirty dimensions, and then I engage with the um, the four faces of God, which is four. And then I'm engaged with the four elements, which is also four, and comes to 16. So, sorry, uh, the, the face of uh, God is 16 dimensions. Mm -hmm. The, the uh, elements of God is 16 dimensions. So, I'm actually on, already there, you know, almost there. So, I do, uh, I, 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 would, I would say, Adonai Ha Aretz, Adonai Ha Beria, Adonai Ha Olam. And, you know, I call upon, I engage with... Uriel, who has got the characteristic of uh, Yahweh, mm -hmm. and I engage with Yahweh, I engage with Yeshua, and I'm there. You know, this is the mountain you're talking about, the pyramid, mm -hmm. where I'm actually surrounded by all this that I'm actually, uh, this fortress that I'm engaging with. So I'm actually already there. So from there, I can go anywhere. So I do my declaration. Yeah. I am there with my angels, and I'm yeah. there with all the spirit beings. Because yeah. you are actually there with all these spirit beings and you can actually do a lot of things and you can actually go to any portal, any door yeah. that you want to go. Yes, that's excellent. I, I didn't engage with my mountain that way. And I love the way Dr. O teaches and he does teach a lot of stuff in depth. I'm just, I'm, I'm sharing with how I engage, but I like that too. There's, you know, whatever... However, it works for you all. But yes, thank you, Ruth, for that. I'm going to take one more question. I have a question. I'm like, I have one question really fast. Yes. Um, when I was younger, I was able to do this from like the age of seven. It was just natural. Uh-huh. Somewhere, because my whole family was able to do this, you know. So somewhere along the way, I invited in something evil and I didn't realize. Mm -hmm. So I got freaked out and I ran to the nearest deliverance ministry and lo and behold, like this, everything is taken away. Everything goes dark. I'm not able to hear. I'm not able to see nothing. Okay. So once I got, I believe I was led to this again because it's meant for me, yeah. but it's so hard to activate it again. Have what, you gone to the mobile court and dealt with that? I did once, but it was, it was just so, it was hard. And I'm wondering why it's, it was natural before. 
And no, have now, you gone to the mobile court and repented for for being under the covering and allowing someone to speak something over you that shut down your that shut down your ability to engage? No, I didn't know I needed to do that. Oh yes, you do. Have a mount, have a have a if you can't get if you're not able to get on your mountain to have a conversation, just have a conversation with Yahweh. Rook, have a conversation with Hashley. I'll get to you, Kimberly. Have a conversation with Hashley Shakodesh this week because there's some things you need to do. And then and then you'll be on your way to getting back what you had. It's the same thing that happened with Uncle Ian. It took him he had to it took him years to get it back. It was all shut down when he was like twelve years old. His mom took him somewhere. They prayed over him and shut down his ability to see and all that when it was very natural mm -hmm. for him. And so then he had to he had to work on that to get it back. You'll get it back. Don't worry. Thank you. But the first thank thing you. is to deal with it in the mobile court. All right, okay. Kimberly. Well, thank you, uh, Nina. I'm I'm looking forward to learning more. I've been trying to practice this on my own, and um, um, I've not. What I see myself going, and I just want to make sure it's not wrong. But what I see myself going, um, I am going to Jesus's private chambers, and I don't. I'm like interacting with the Jesus and. Then he takes me um, to a courtroom. I mean, he escorts me. Um, and this is the, I mean, the courtrooms that I've experienced or that I've seen in my mind's eye, they're all different. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like this one, like I'm trying to do these auto zones, but one was, it's a, called a DNA courtroom. It's, oh, that's it's, cool. So I cut, is that, I cut, I'm, my, I don't know if I'm off, but There's you There's no such thing necessarily okay. doing it wrong. If Yeshua okay. is leading you and he's showing yeah. you and he's taking you to, Go, he's working with the best way that he knows to work with you and your understanding of what you engage with. Don't, don't worry about that. Just take what I'm saying. You can take it to Yeshua, work in it. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to teach you all, not just how to, uh, I'm wanting to teach you all how to grow in your spiritual levels of authority um, by governing and engaging understanding what it means to legislate and then to move up in your spiritual levels of authority so you can go to the higher court so we're not just focused on the mobile court does that make sense uh and working on our autosomes and things like that okay all right i love you all um man i would say here's what i'm going to say just write down your questions for next time you know that you may have you want to keep them in your mind i believe this was helpful for you all my lords, <laughs> that sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> My lords, that it was helpful for you all and you will engage, remember we talked about over the week, mountain conversations, write down anything you need to address in the courts. If you have addressed your autosomes already, you can always have a mountain conversation as where do you go next, but you should be engaging in your mountain every day and also spending time with Yahweh. Connecting heart to heart. Make sense? All right. Yeah. Love you all. Shalom. Thanks for joining. Thank you, and, uh, Thank I'll you see Nina. You soon, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much, Nina. God bless, bless you. you. Thanks. Bye. Thank bye, -bye. So Shalom. Bye. Shalom. Shalom. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you, Ruth, for your info, too. Shalom, you all. Thank you very Bye -bye. much. Bye, Nina. Yes. Come Thank to Malaysia you. if you can. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> Look for me.
be great. I would love to. <laughs> Shalom, you all. We, we really need all of you to come down to Malaysia to co- to really, um, yeah. you know, coach all of us. Yeah. There's not, not many of us here, uh, yeah. sons rising We're up. We're learning and growing, though, which is good. Shalom. Amen. Bye-bye.